Anna Lucas, the powerful, wonderful pastor is going to share with us. You took my intro. The prayer room. Guys, we're doing it. We're living for him. We're gathering together just like he taught us. We're praying. We're worshiping him. I'm pumped. I wanted to remind us, just like Guile did, we're looking to be near and like Jesus. We're not looking to do a bunch of religious practices. For what? We're looking to follow and be with a living God. A wonderful God who is the best and who wants to be with us. So I just want to give a quick little message this morning to inspire us as we go into this week of prayer. Um, to burn in our hearts, to meet with him. And uh, here's the bottom line. Jesus prayed. He taught the people who were following him how to pray. We're going to be praying. We're going to be praying our whole lives. It's going to be the normal mode of our lives. And maybe for you, it already is. But it's what Jesus did. It's what he taught us to do. We're going to be doing it. So whether, you choose, whether you're able to make it this week into the prayer room for those 168 hours, it's, a, it's our whole life. The prayer room is open 24-7, this week and beyond. So there's no barriers, there's no limits to what's, what's about to happen. This is the rhythm of our lives. Um, so I want to look at some passages today, just of Jesus's life, how we see him praying and how we see him teaching us to pray. We are following him and we're looking to obey him. We're wanting to be near and like him. We're wanting to put into practice the things he said. And so that's why I'm going to show you these scriptures. There's a million other scriptures that we could be looking at. We're just going to look at these five passages Um, But there's lots of examples of moments of Jesus giving us insight into how to pray. Okay? Um, Let's start by looking at Luke 11 together. And we're going to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, which is the Lord's Prayer. And that's also the rhythm that we've been doing for a year. Since January 2023, we've been praying in a way of, in the morning time, we're praying the Lord's Prayer Midday, we're praying for those that we love and know who are far from God. And in the evening, we're praying prayers of gratitude. And if you want to enter into that rhythm, you know people all over the country, everyone that's linked up with 24-7 Prayer USA, they're praying these as well. And we try and do that in the rhythm of our gatherings. When we start our gathering, we pray the Lord's Prayer. When we'll close this service, we'll pray for those we know who are far from God. And we're doing that every day. So if you want to join in on that, there's some specific prayers on the website. If you just look, go to the main page, it's BC Prayer Rhythm. And there's a document there, and it just has some quick prayers. You could spend hours on each of these. But if you just dock in morning, midday, evening, and want to get in on that, those are there for you. So we'll start with our morning rhythm. Um... When we get to it, let's do it together. So Jesus is praying one day. Luke 11, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. 
And he said to them, when you pray, say this. Will you say it with me? Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh. <laughs> it's a good sign for us. This is Luke's version. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. <laughs> Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Well done. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we wanna we wanna know how to pray. <laughs> we know we're gonna be praying. We know you did it. Would you teach us? Would you inspire us by your spirit? Would you help us to forgive? Would you bless us with understanding and insight this morning by your spirit? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the disciple says, how do we do what you're doing right now? He goes, say this. And then Jesus said to them this story. Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me some bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed with me. I'm not going to get up and give you anything. It's too late. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Look at this. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wild. Jesus' disciples said, Lord, how do we pray? He says, say this. And then he could tell them anything in the world about how to pray. And he tells them this parable. He tells them the weirdest parable about a guy who comes in the middle of the night saying, I need bread. Visitors are here. Can you get up and give me something? I need more bread. And the guy's saying, I don't want to. I'm in bed. I don't want to do Please help me. <laughs> Please help me. Have mercy. That's how Jesus is saying he wants us to communicate with God? Of all the ways he could tell us how to pray, this is the story he gives us. Shameless audacity. Because of his shameless audacity, because of his boldness. Because in the middle of the night, he keeps knocking to a guy who's already in bed and doesn't want to do it. That's how he tells us to pray. And he says other stories like this. A widow to an unjust judge. You can read more about how much this is critical in our life of prayer. 
But this is pretty wild. This is what he wants to emphasize to us. This is how he wants us to talk to him. Can you imagine? The God of the universe says, I want you to keep knocking on my door with shameless audacity for what you need and want. That's how I want you to talk to me. And I'm specifically emphasizing that. It's, it's a picture of how he wants us to talk to him. Do we talk to him like that? My husband has a certain way he wants me to talk to him. <laughs> or a certain tone of voice <laughs> that he wants me to talk to him, you know? He says, this is what would be nice for you to talk to me in this way. And Jesus is saying, this is the tone that you can talk to God with. This is what he would prefer, this kind of tone when you're talking to him in prayer. It's pretty cool, right? He tells us the vibe he wants. Are we asking and knocking and seeking? Are we expecting more of the Holy Spirit when we're asking him for more? Are we expecting good gifts coming from a good God? He's saying, they're not just the kind of good gifts that you know about. They're even better than that. They're the best. When we're asking him for things, we know that they're going to be good and probably better than what we think good is. Because he says, how much more am I going to be giving good things to you? He says, look, this is common sense. What do you think I'm going to give you when you ask me for things? I'm going to give you good things. Think about it. Even you, if your kid asks for this, are you going to give him a snake, a scorpion? You're not going to. Think about what I'm like. I'm good. I'm going to give you good things. So as we go into pray and practice, can we practice being bold? Can we practice continually asking like he's asking us to do? and expecting that better than good things are going to be given to us, more of the Holy Spirit when we ask him for it. Thank you. There's a vibe of not letting go that Jesus is wanting to convey to us. Are there some prayers you've let go? Ask him again. That's how he wants it to go. He wants to keep being asked. Do this. Do this for me. Get the bread. Wake up. Right? He's a loving God, and he's telling us how we can talk to him. Another place where we see an example of Jesus praying is in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he's taken away, beaten, and then eventually murdered, right? And so I want to look at that for how Jesus is showing us an example that we could follow. Is that okay? Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. 
going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. And so he left them and he went away once more and he prayed the third time saying the same thing. Isn't it shocking how human Jesus is? How much God wants to hear from him exactly where he's at. He said he's overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He's, in another version, it says despairing and troubled. That's how Jesus felt. He never did a single thing wrong. He's perfect in every way. And when he came to his father, the God of all, he's telling him the truth about how he feels. I don't want to do this. Is there a way that you could take this from me? And if not, I'm still going to keep to the plan. I'm going to do the plan we have unless you change it. But I am overwhelmed with sorrow. He's telling his friends the truth about where he's at. He's telling God where he's at. He's perfect in every way. Is that an example for us to follow? To tell God how we really feel? Jesus is frustrated and he's disappointed at his friends, it seems like, right? He's lonely and he's scared. No one's like rallying with him at the point he's about to die. And he can be honest with God about it, even the God who's asking him to do it. Jesus is suffering for God and he's seeking him in prayer about it. I wonder if you're, when you're overwhelmed with sorrow, if you go to the Lord and tell him. It's a, it's a normal practice that we're going to have the rest of our lives. We know that because we're looking to be near and like Jesus and that's what we see him doing. If you feel alone, if you feel in despair, God wants you to come to him as you are, however you are. And Jesus showed us that. He sets an example. We can be safe to come to our Father, to talk to him, whatever distress or joyfulness we're in. But there's a, um, there's a lie that circulates us, that circulates around our ears and says, you're really going to go to God with that? He told you to do it. You need to do it. Don't tell him how you don't want to do it. Circulate it. You need to clean yourself up if you want to talk to him about that. But the good thing about lies is they're not true. (laughs) 
if we come to God and tell him the truth about what's going on in our lives, we're in good company because our Lord and Savior, our brother, our master, our king, he did that. He went to him as he was in the distress he felt, and he still kept going back to God. The enemy says, deal with this on your own. You're really alone. God can't help you and no one else can. Even when his friends couldn't help him, no one else, he continued to go to God because that's where his help came from. Moments later, he was able to go through with it. He did what God was asking him to do, even though he didn't want to, even though he was telling him, this is hard. We serve an awesome God, and he's able to deal with what we bring to him, and he's showing us he wants us. He wants to deal with however we come. He wants to sort it out for us. He's able to. Is that all right? He's an amazing God. And maybe some of the things we think we know about how to relate to him aren't really true. Look at some of these. This is how we see Jesus praying sometimes. So he has a busy day. He's, he's feeding 5,000 people, and he sent them home. <laughs> he sent them home, and he went up into the hills to pray by himself. And night fell while he was there alone. And then it says, one day soon afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. And he prayed to God all night. If you're wondering if it's normal to wake up and pray at 2 a.m., we see that it is. It's something we might do in our life because we see that Jesus did that. At daybreak, he called together all the disciples and chose 12 of them to be the apostles. He had a big decision to make the next morning, and he prayed all night. That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. And then before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up. He went out to an isolated place to pray. You know, we talk about busy days, but this was just the end of his day. He had already healed Peter's mom Walked a, walked a while, and then all these people, after he healed her, wanted to get healed and free from demons. He had a really long day. And then, before daybreak the next morning, he woke up to pray. He knows exactly what it's like to have busy days where everyone's wanting something from you. And this is how he's conducting himself. This is the rhythm of life he has. He goes away, to a certain place to pray. If he has big decisions, if he's worked all day and night, look at this. Jesus often withdrew to pray. He often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. If we're wondering, it, it, may, be, it may be your moment to practice going in the middle of the night to the prayer room to pray seems important that going in isolation, going somewhere else, going into nature, nature, going into an isolated place is something we might do 
because we see that Jesus is doing that. There's people all around him wanting him. Our phone is all around us wanting us. You know? It might be that we try out some different times of day, some different ways to pray. Not because waking up early in the morning is the good Christian thing to do to pray, but because we're looking to follow Jesus. We're bearing in the stress of living in a broken world, and we need to meet with God. Jesus is showing us some potential ways how we could do that. All right? Jesus continues teaching us how to pray. Look in Mark. He says this. Don't help me, or go there. (laughs) Okay. If we're both doing it, then we're good. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, Look at Jesus says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I'm there among them. I just loved how the message says it, because it might be the way that we say stuff, or the way I say stuff. When two of you get together on anything in earth, and you make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, oh, you can be sure I'll be there. You can be sure that I'll be there if you're there together in my name, right? We're wanting to meet with Jesus. He's our very life and peace. One of the things we may need to do is invite people to pray with us, to agree with us for the things on our heart, to agree for our marriages together, to agree for our fam- the things that the Lord has spoken to us. Would you agree with me? Can you be praying with me? Would you be bold with me? Can we come and meet with Jesus? He says, if two or three of us are together, there I am. Joe talked about that this morning. We're here together more than three, and we know the Lord's with us. That's obvious and evident. He is with us as we're gathering together. So he said, hey, if you get together, you pray, ask my Father for anything. Let's do this, and I'm with you. So he's showing us that agreement is important in doing it together. He's showing us being isolated and alone in prayer is good. And inviting others to join us and agree with us is good. Is that okay? If you want to look at some more of Jesus' prayers, you could look at John 17. Um, But here's one of the prayers that he prays in that. We're familiar with it. If you look at the painting in the prayer room of Jesus, this is one of the passages that inspired that painting that Amy did. Um, but Jesus says he's, he's praying for us to be in unity. He's praying for his disciples. And then he says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for those who will ever believe in me through their message. He was praying for us. We believed in him through the message, right? And he's praying even now 
He's praying for the people on our oikos mat. He's praying for the people we know who are far from God, who have yet to believe. He's praying for them. And so when we're praying our oikos, when we're praying midday for the people in our life who are far from God, we know that we're agreeing with Jesus and what he's already prayed. He's praying not only for those disciples who are with him right there, but anyone who would believe through their message. Isn't that awesome and powerful? We're a result of that prayer. That's so awesome. He's such an awesome God. He had us in mind while he's with the people he was with thousands of years ago. Here's the bottom line. Let's practice doing what Jesus did. Jesus prayed. He taught his followers to pray. We know that we're going to be praying the rest of our lives. It's a normal rhythm of our life. And if it's not a normal rhythm of our life, we can practice now. Is there anything you've done that if you didn't practice it, you expected to be good at it? You know, I, pray, I play tennis and I get so frustrated if I miss and it's so prideful. I'm like, Ugh! that I expect that I'll hit every ball perfectly. When I practice maybe once or twice a week, why would I expect that? This is exactly the way I'm, I'm Serena, right? <laughs> Anything else in life, expect, except for like spiritual things, we know it takes practice to build a rhythm. You know, it's not doing religious things. It's just living the life of Jesus. As we begin to practice, it'll get easier to sit in silence, to be alone, isolated in prayer like Jesus did, to wake up early even though we had a long day. These things are going to get easier the more we practice them. So this is a good opportunity this week. So as we go into this week of prayer, let's practice these things. Let's practice asking him in a bold and continual way. That's how he wanted us to talk to him in prayer. That's the story he gave us of what it's like. Just keep going. I need more bread. Wake up. That's the story he gave us. Ask, knock, seek. I'm going to do it. Let's practice coming to the Lord as you are open and vulnerable. I am distressed to the point of death, Jesus said. He never sinned. He's perfect. He's showing us an example that we can follow. It's amazing. Let's practice coming to him alone to a certain place at all hours. He prayed all night. He woke up early. He kept praying until night. These are things we might do. Let's practice asking others to gather and pray together. Ask with me. Would you agree with me about this? Would you ask with me to the Lord for this? Let's join Jesus in praying for those who have yet to believe, people we love dearly, people we hardly know. Let's join him and agree with him. And then you may have looked at all these passages, been a believer Say, I'm so seasoned in this, it's not even funny. I know how to pray. If that's you, would you pass that on? We're, we're seeking to be disciples and then make disciples. 
So if you know, I am a disciple, I'm following him into the way he led us to pray, would you pass that on to someone else in this room? Would you say, join me in my prayer life? This is what I'm going to do this week. This is, what I'm go- this is what I do every day. Do you want to practice with me? Pass this on. We're, we're doing this together, and we need to learn from each other. Hearing a, a message on prayer doesn't mean we've ever prayed a moment in our life. It doesn't mean we know one thing about prayer. We're going to have to put it into practice. He said, we'll be blessed. If you hear my teachings and you put them into practice, you'll be like a person whose house is built on a rock. And when torrent, wind, and rain, hopefully not later today, when torrent, wind, and rain came upon that house, it stood firm. That's the kind of blessing for the people who put Jesus' word into practice. There's a benefit for us. And so here, uh, here's what's going on this week. Again, this is just this concentrated week, 168 spots. There's probably a spot that you have availability still open now. But even if this week doesn't work, can you put this into practice? That prayer room, your closet, you can pray at any time, anywhere. Would you, would you commit to do that, whether it's in our prayer rhythm, morning, midday, evening? But for this week, we're looking especially to go night and day. All you have to do, bctulsa.com slash events. Click on the 24-7 prayer week. It's the very first one at the top. Click the link in those details. Sign up for whatever hours are left. And then the door code will be emailed to you. Um, it's on this side of the building and it's the one with the steps going up. There's a keypad. You'll enter in that. It'll turn green. You'll turn the door. If you've never been to our prayer room, I want to invite you on a tour. Jonathan is going to give you a tour of the prayer room. (laughs) Would you go to these doors, Jono? No, he knew about it. This prayer room is ready to be prayed in. And uh, thanks to Haley and to Morgan's designs, um, check out. It's just right around this bend, right around the river bend. And you can see, um, just see what it's like. So you don't have to be like, I don't know what I'm doing in the middle of the night. Also, if you feel intimidated to pray, there's stations in there. There's different ways you can meet with God that are, are put there if you're like, I don't don't know what to do next. You can just walk up to a wall and it'll tell you exactly what to do. Is that all right? Let's end by praying together. Is that okay? Let's stand. This is the prayer we pray every day at midday. And that could be for an hour or it just could be this prayer. But let's just... Think. Think of the people in your life, the people you interact with at restaurants, your family members, your friends. Think of those in your life who are far from God. Start to list those out. And let's pray together. 
Lord, I pray for the people in my life who are far from you. Deliver them from the evil one. Bring them into your family and help them to grow as your disciples. Amen. If you've never been to the prayer room, Jono's taking you there. LTS, we'll see you at three, right? God bless you all. Be safe.